Hi, this is Ray Barry, and welcome to the Audio Wave Cafe podcast. On this episode, my guests are Liz Maxted and Demas, who are in the process of starting up a new venture, their own recording studio in Coventry. First, I talk about indie labels that are accepting your demos for consideration. And I shine a spotlight on the world-famous Brit School for the Performing Arts in Croydon. I'll also be playing My Man, an original song by Liz and Demas, produced in a new recording studio. Let's move on. Maybe your audiences at gigs are beginning to build and they're getting more appreciative. Something is happening. You or your band feel it. Even your long-suffering roadie senses something is in the air as he now wants more than a pint and a bag of crisps for all his hard work. Your songs on Spotify and YouTube are also attracting a wider audience, so you now feel it's time to send a couple of demos to a few major record labels. The thing is, most record companies just don't accept unsolicited material. They are much too busy to listen to your stuff. They don't care if you're begging Leamington and Eaton or Coventry. They'll never listen to your cleverly crafted songs. You'll stand a better chance sending them to Ed Sheeran. But there are indie labels that are willing to give your songs a listen. Independently produced music in the UK is a growing trend. According to the BPI, the indie share of the album market grew more than 34% of market share in 2021. Even indie record labels get a ton of songs sent to them each week, so you better work on the songs you intend to send. Work on the hooks. Work intelligently on everything that is in your package to stand out from the crowd. Do a Google search for indie labels in the UK accepting submissions. Are those record labels a good fit for your music? Is there an A&R person you can email directly? Is there a submissions policy? It should tell you how many songs you can send, how to send them and in what format. They will include a bunch of do's and don'ts. Follow them to the letter. Assemble a great EPK, an electronics press kit. Not sure exactly what that is? Well, Google it. There's a lot of good examples on the internet. If the record company are not clear enough with their requirements... Make connections, network, go onto Facebook, make friends with those you feel could help you, develop relationships with record producers, or if possible, other artists associated with the record labels you're interested in. To stand out from the crowd by working on all aspects of your submissions is hard work, but if there is a part door open to getting signed by a record label, then you have to go for it, if only for the sake of your poor roadie. God bless him. My guest today is Liz Maxted, and she's joined by her partner Demas. She wants around the Albany Pub, an iconic music venue in Earlsdon, Coventry. She's also been a sax player for more than 30 years, and she also holds a BA Honours degree in technical writing. Wow. Thank you both for joining me on this call. Yes, man. Hi. You're welcome. Liz, how long did you run the Albany Pub? Uh, nearly four years, from 2013. You must have witnessed some great live performances. Are there any that stand out? Well, I remember a band called Charles Dexter and the Imagineers, and every time they played, we used to get rammed. And it wasn't my kind of music, but people loved them. It was like kind of contemporary progressive rock, I suppose. I don't know. But they had a good following, and people absolutely loved it. So we're always always busy when they were on and also when um we had ruder the new perform there with h Benbridge, he was in ruder the new and it was always packed when they were on as well so we had a lot of good bands on actually 
Is that where you met Demas? No, no, I met him at the studio. Yeah. Uh, it was in Willenall in Coventry. Yeah. What's it called? Um, Zion House. Zion House. Studio 76. Yeah. Yeah, run by um, MC Johnny Blocks. Liz, what motivated you to take up the sax? When I went to secondary school, I really wanted to play clarinet and progress to the saxophone, but my mum wouldn't let me have clarinet because she said they cost too much. So when I got older... And I was in a long-term relationship for seven years. And after we split up, I thought, what do I actually want to do? And I thought, I'm going to play saxophone because I, I wanted to do that from when I was at school. But I never got a chance to do it. So I just missed out the clarinet and <laughs> bought a saxophone <laughs> with a credit card. I had no money at all. Yeah, and I started playing it from then. That was in my mid-20s. It's a good thing you took up the sax. There's not many openings for a clarinet player. No, only like... Trad jazz band or something like that. Do you still play the sax? Yeah, yeah. I'm in three bands now. A reggae <laughs> ska band, a soul band and a blues band. The reggae ska one is my favourite because I, I like that music. Dima, some time ago you told me of your dream to build your own recording studio. Now that it's finished, it must be a great feeling. Yeah, I'm feeling really, really great, you know, to know that you can build up something that you really dream of owning from once he was a kid, you know, and it really completed. And like I said, we got to just take our time and keep working. And work is the one who will bring in the income at the moment. So I have to stick with that at the moment until yeah. the music can kick off. Let the music kick off in a way that, you know what I'm saying, I have to Jack quit, that job in. Like, quit my job. You know? <laughs> I would have to do it. Has the uh, recording studio got a name yet? Yeah, we're going to call D-Max. it. Yeah, D-Max Recording Studio. But we were going to call it the Real Demas Music Studio. Yeah. But it's a bit of a mouthful, and we thought we'll save that name for the label if we get the label going. Real Demas Music. Yeah. Records, or you know, some something along those lines. So, Demax Studio is quite nice yeah, and D-Max, short, isn't it? Demax Studio, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, could you tell me a bit more about your ideas for a record label? There's no mad rush, really, because we can still do our own music and and produce it and then if we want to release it we can do it through someone else until we decide if we get the label for it's, ourselves. it's nice to be independent like, that's the future plan it's a bit of a minefield the whole thing of you know labels and production and royalties and copyright so what are mechanical royalties again? yeah because all like we that. want to do is be creative really we don't want to yeah. we don't want to sort of have all the hassle of all no. that all right so you're writing your own songs. Is there any particular style you're going for? My style is just like my dad's style, you know. My main thing is dancehall music, reggae music. Yeah. I'm doing loads of covers as well on my saxophone just to get used to the equipment and the studio. So I'm doing like, I'm planning to produce a load of CDs that I might be able to sell because I do individual gigs as well as Lizzie Max. When will you start accepting bookings for recording sessions? Well, this is something we're planning. We haven't kind of told many people about it yet. So we haven't advertised it or anything like that. It's not big, but for individual artists who want to do acoustic, like showreels or CDs uh, on the guitar and singing or keyboards and singing or singing with backing tracks, it'd be ideal. Uh, How much did the uh, studio cost to set up and equip? Well, it was sort of gradual. It wasn't all in one go buying stuff, and it came to a it came to a bit less than two thousand pounds. Like the main thing is the microphone, really, I suppose. 
it does sound really good. It's a focus right we we got the, the interface and the microphone and the headphones. I've learnt, taught myself Cakewalk, to, which I use to record from YouTube as well. Much of the studio look smart or what? It's just the quality of the song you get out of it. Yeah. That's the main, main key factor. Uh, you're absolutely right there, Demas. Now, are there any uh, up-and-coming projects or events that you have planned? Well, we're going to Blam Blam mm-hmm. Festival with Lloyd McGrath Collective. That's in September. He's right. He's creating a CD now, aren't you? A full CD. Yeah, man. An album. Yeah, you've got to, be, got to have it ready because if you, if you produce a single and people love it, they're going to say, what else have you done? You've got to have them ready, really. So just yeah. trying to get that done now so that's what i do just keep doing works just keep doing loads of works you know and like now i got my got my bridging in jamaica now like he mix and master for all of the artists them in jamaica most of the songs them things like that like we know this i know him from long time like so we used to play cricket together like under 19. he's a musician as well you know what i'm saying he played guitar and his and his brother is also an artist by the name of little hero so he's the one I'm going to work with. So anytime we do my music from the studio here, I just send it off, email them to him, master it, send it back, deal with what I have to deal with, you know, and just work, just work like that, just keep doing my work, you know. We are trying to do stuff we like and we're passionate about ourselves, which is mainly reggae, and hopefully we'll get people involved that feel the same. Yeah, I do hope it works out for you both. Liz, Demas, thanks so much for being my guest. It's been a pleasure and uh, best of luck with the recording studio. Okay. Same to you, Raymond. Got a lot nice. of editing to do now. Yeah. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice speaking to you. In episode five, I talked about the original 1960s School of Rock in Clifton upon Dunsmore. In its two short years, it was successful in helping to launch the careers of several chart-topping acts. Today, in the UK, there are quite a few schools of rock, and for a fee, you can learn to sing or play an instrument. But the Brit School is different. Based in Croydon, it has been operating for more than 30 years, and it doesn't charge a fee. It's funded by the Arts Council and the music industry in the form of the Brit Trust. It offers 14 to 19-year-olds not just the opportunity to develop your singing or playing abilities, but also courses in music theory, songwriting, film, media production and dance. What's also helpful is that the school states that it provides a full academic programme of GCSEs and A-levels. Currently, with over 1,400 students, competition to join the school is fierce. Once you've applied, you wait and see if you get invited to an interview, which will likely include an audition, so some level of musical skill is essential. And the whole process can take many months. Some of its former pupils are Amy Winehouse and Adele. Ed Sheeran and Nile Rogers have also given talks at the school. In 2021, 97% of its graduates went into employment or further training. Some critics point out that the Brit School is a factory that churns out a certain type of performer. I don't see that. If as a performer you have anything about you, your individuality will come through eventually. If the courses the school provides feeds and nurtures your creativity, your musical abilities, whether it's singing, songwriting or playing instruments, then that's surely a good thing and should be encouraged. My own minor negative point is that most of the students come from the Greater London area and home counties. In my day as a young musician, I would have loved to be part of something like this. 
but the school in Croydon will remain the only one for the foreseeable future in the UK. Now I have a bunch of mates with time on their hands. Does a Brit school provide special courses for the over 60s? I'd better check it out. Coming up is an original song by Liz and Demas, and it's the very first recording made at their D-Max recording studio. My man. <laughs> Play by the king for Abzal Library. Man called Fabulous Demas. Alongside the leader called Liz and Max. Watch this. And me love you like that Me give you everything girl Me now go hold back My loving is real And that's a natural fox was a D-Max production of My Man by Liz and Demas. Thanks so much for being my guest, guys. I appreciate it. This is the 10th episode of the Audio Wave podcast, which is now taking a break until I'm back with another guest and stuff to talk about on Sunday the 18th of September. Stay cool, stay safe. I really think that's it. Um, yep, yeah, I'm done. Till next time. <laughs>